My name is Zakir Muhammad, and you are listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. This weekly podcast features women of purpose sharing stories of resilience. They are wives, artists, entrepreneurs, they run businesses, and here they will share their stories of how they overcame obstacles and how they're juggling it all. If you're ready to learn about professionalism, entrepreneurship, business, travel, life, and love, you're in the right place. You will hear real and raw stories of survival. Now it's your turn to be inspired to step outside of your own comfort zone. I am a cancer survivor, brand cultivating strategist, world traveler, and a professional photographer. I'm your host of the Living Legacy Podcast. Let's get into it. So in today's episode, I get to interview Joy of Pink Girl Teachers. She is an energetic, fun-loving girl next door who loves encouraging others to fulfill their potential. She is a certified dating and relationship coach who helps her clients to change the path that they take in search for meaning, dignity, purpose, and of course, love. She is a sexual and narcissistic abuse advocate, author of her own memoir, and a podcast host as well. She hosts the Project Real Love podcast, which promotes a healthy image of love without compromise and aims to shatter myths about what love is and what love is not. It is a place where myths are dispelled and you could define that imperfect but perfect love for you. So we'll also bring a little bit of that podcast here in this episode today as we talk about life in the diaspora, as we talk about codependency and how childhood traumas really do affect you. So without further ado, hi Joy. Hello, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for being here. So tell me about your memoir. So Beyond the Mask, that's been a lifetime in the making. Really, it's my story on how I overcame um, my experience with um, childhood sexual assaults. And I share a lot about the journey. I felt very naked after I wrote it because, you know, I just really went into the emotions and how how I suffered from depression, codependency, suicide attempts at 15. And to the point where, you know, I just hit rock bottom and enough became enough. And I finally really got to a place where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And there was only one thing to do there and that's now to start fighting to gain an understanding as well as clarity and just overcome this thing once and for all and so that's really what beyond the mask is about it's a journey of pain to purpose shame to showstopper and it's really just you know the thing that catapulted me to where i am today that's good that's good and i'm, I'm glad that you were able to overcome and i'm glad that you are here today to be able to inspire others you know, to make it through. So what do you think helped you the most along your journey, both the journey of writing and also the journey of becoming a dating and relationship coach? Self-discovery. What happened with the abuse itself is, for me, it happened at a very young age. And I think when you experience it in childhood, it alters your perception of yourself. And, you know, you take on the identity of the abuse and no longer your, it's no longer your authentic identity. So I spent so many, so many years, decades even, just trying to go back to that little girl so that I could go back to who she was because I felt like if I could get back to her, then I get back to me. And everything would make sense, you know, if I could just get back to how she felt the day before, if I could just tap into those emotions, if I could just be that happy girl instead of this miserable, um, shameful person who, you know, felt like used goods and all of that. And so 
it was just like a real defining moment in my life when I came to the realization that uh uh that girl didn't die. She's actually still on this journey with you and you are her, you know? And so that was such an aha moment for me. And I began to figure out, okay, so now I've spent all these years trying to be her, but she's been here all this time and she's me. So who are we? And so now I had to now tap into, okay, let's find out who you are. What are the things that you like? What is your passion? What is your purpose? What inspires you? And so, you know, it just became a journey or a process of what I call making love to myself. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's nasty. But no, no, not like that. It's no touching or anything like that. But really just getting, you know, to understand who am I? Like, where, where, where do I get my value from? What makes me the person that I am? Um, what do I like doing? You know, what you know, just answering those very elementary questions about myself and then discovering the answers to those questions. It's just like finding out, you know, seeing yourself again through clear lenses for the first time and then just becoming who you are. And so that was it was a very intense journey because it requires a lot of self-reflection. It requires you to be vulnerable. And it requires you to, you know, tap into that place where you were hurt, tap into those um, traumatic events or situations that you experience. And once I did that, and then, you know, I became responsible for where what I do with all of that. And so it's just, you know, it was just a beautiful journey of just rediscovering. And then you realize that, oh, wow, I'm actually stronger than I thought. Oh, wow, I actually have potential. Oh, I can actually do something to help somebody. And that's been the most rewarding part. When it comes to the dating and relationships, I kind of just stumbled into it because I knew I wanted to make an impact. And um, it started off with just life coaching and just being a speaker and, you know, taking my book and going around. But, you know, over time, it was just like, okay, so, you know, I just kind of had an aptitude towards relationships and people were always coming to me for advice. And so, you know, it was just a lot of trial and error. And I kind of just found where I belong and decided, okay, this is it. And then I just went through the certification process. And here we are. We all have those naysayers and we all have those moments of, I call them imposter syndrome, they're dealing with fear. Could you come a long way, but what do you think has initially stopped you? Uh, would you see, would you say, would you say you felt have stopped you initially, you know, to not keep going? Could we all have those moments? I think if I could just be honest, I think it was me. I've learned to just take responsibility for where I am, but I really do think that it was me because Yes, it happened to me. And, you know, things happen to everybody and anybody, but it's what we do with it, you know, that that matters. And, you know, you know, one of my crutches was, well, I was too young to know anything. I was too young to do anything about it. So um, it's not my fault. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it doesn't take away from anything. But how long are you going to stay there? How long are you going to allow that to define you? Um, how long are you going to believe those lies about yourself? How long are you going to allow this person to dominate you? Are you going to just live your life in a shadow? And so, you know, I was I was the biggest obstacle in my own way. And I had to get out of my own way and just say, you know what? It's time to do this and do it properly. Now, what are those steps that you took to kind of get you to get out of your own way? The first thing is admitting that you have a problem. And, you know, because sometimes you just don't, you know, you just don't want to admit it. But 
that it was really that and then going outside and getting help i'm a big advocate for therapy um you've and you've got to find the right therapist not every therapist is going to work for you right away some you know are more um, apt in one area than the other and that's just their gifting and how they're able to flow so you know just continue to you know move them around until you find the right one and then i used to plaster a lot of affirmation notes or you know in my bathroom and even in my shower i would like just oh so did you sorry did you remember watching the movie the tv show being mary jane no, I have never watched Oh, it. go okay, go ahead. But I was going to tell you what you just described is very similar to that TV show. But go ahead. Yeah, so even in my shower, I would have them in like little, I don't know how to term the bag, but it would just, you know, like a little plastic, those clear ones, you know, I was and I'll have them in my shower. And so that's first thing in the morning and I'm just reading them to myself. I am enough. I am good. I am worthy. I am loyal. All those things. I deserve love. I am lovable. And, you know, and it sounds real crazy when you first start saying those things to yourself. I mean, I was like, first of all, you are none of that. Okay. And then I'm like, uh, uh-uh, you know, and it just becomes part of you and it becomes part of your process. And then when you get comfortable, add some new ones, you know, take them away. Another thing is I had got container I used to keep in my desk at work like a little jar and I used to put in a little of those like a post-it I would just write something that I was grateful for on that particular day I would date it and then just put it in there and every month I would open it and just pick up you know a few and read and then just reflect on oh okay so you have this to be grateful in your life and then at the end and I used to keep them for a year and then at the end of the year I would just take them and and, and you know and just go through them and say look at the many things that you have to be grateful for and you know it's just finding little small ways to validate yourself and just you know little reminders of your worthiness how are you liking the living legacy podcast so far what had been your favorite episode Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Do you have any suggestions on a topic you want to be talked about? Leave them in a review. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I would like to say that I am working independently full-time as a dating and relationship coach. I want to be able to help people get unstuck, get out of their own way and, you know, help them ditch the fairy tale that they have in their minds or the limitations that they've set up. Because when it comes to dating and relationships, a lot of people have their preconceived ideas on what they want or what they think they deserve or what, how they feel it should work. When if we could just sometimes put those to the side and take a look through unfiltered lenses, we're able Able to find that hey you know what let me just step outside of my boat and try this a different way and when you when you do that you they tend to experience more success uh, running into a lot of people who are jaded about love simply because they've had bad experiences so just because you dated one bad woman one bad man it doesn't make them all bad you know it's just the ones that you've dated that are bad and so you know just to help people because i am such a sucker for love like i love love and i love to see people in love i love to see healthy relationships and really that's the foundation you know for a good healthy family now what would you say are some of the red flags that people should really look out for the first thing is 
a fast moving relationship, you know, and people are like, oh, but we want him to be, you know, we want him to move fast. We want him to, we want to know that he's serious about us. Yes, but there are some relationships that just move too fast. Follow your in- intuition, basically. Um, the goal is really just to hook you so that you can become, you know, so that they can just secure you as a source of narcissistic supply. So, you know, they'll do whatever that you, they have to do to just, you know, lock you down quickly. One way that you can counter that is just tell them, slow down. You know, you're moving a little too fast for me. And any man who's serious about you will slow down, but he will still maintain a level of momentum that lets you know that he's serious. If it's our narcissist, they're going to just continue now to apply pressure even more. And so that, you know, is your red flag right there. Another red flag is like, if they talk about their exes and every last one of them dog them out, they have absolutely nothing to say about their exes nothing positive yeah even a lot of people in their lives you know because they always have to be the victim and so that's something that you want to um be aware of as well as them professing this love for you or just putting you on a pedestal and it's nice to feel like you know what my person really does like me and you know they care about me and you know they appreciate these things about me but step outside of that is it really rational you know because they do it they're very excessive about it. And so, you know, those are some that you could really be aware of. But another thing that I want to say is um, be aware of how your body feels. A lot of people who are in relationships with a narcissist, you know, your intuition is going to speak to you. I would get a lot of migraines when I was dealing with a narcissist. And I'll be like, what's going on? Like out of nowhere, migraines all week. And since that relationship ended, I not even one. Just pay attention to your body. Your body is going to speak to you. Some people... Um, stop eating altogether. Some people can't stop eating. And you've got to ask yourself, what has changed in my life? Be honest with it yourself, you know? And when it's them, don't be afraid to walk away. Do, do not be afraid to walk away. Now, this may be a little explicit for my listeners, but I will say that I've seen this floating around social media. But it was saying how a woman's pH level, your odor levels, your, you know, fluids and all that will tell you if it's, what's going on is not good for you if that person you're intimate with is not good for you like your ph level would tell you that you're what you'll be going to the doctor like oh i have a yeast infection i have this i have that but at the same time why do you think you have it your body is really going to be an indicator of you know what's going on and that's why it's good to know your body you know know what it's you know the changes that you're going through and what's normal for you what about your goal your personal goals like any traveling any love for music what do you like to do personally i enjoy traveling i enjoy traveling i travel a lot haven't done as much as i would like to in the last you know several years well last few years i would say kids are in school and they have their own agendas you know and i'm I'm just a personal chauffeur now so and then you know when it's time for summer then i I'm just between different clubs for the kids. But, you know, as they get a little older, it becomes much more easier. So to travel, I love to travel. I, I've been traveling since I was a baby. My very first trip, my dad sent us to Rome and I was three. And I remember that trip so well. And I mean, I've, I've traveled Europe, lots of Africa, um, the United States, Singapore, just many, many different places. And I enjoy it. You know, you get to experience new culture, new foods, new people. You get to hear different languages and just experience life outside of what is normal for you. I think, you know, the more we travel, the more we get exposed to 
many different, you know, things about life. And then it opens you up to just who you can become because sometimes you get so limited just experiencing everyday things that, you know, you always encounter. So it's really good to just step outside. Where do you want to go next? Where do I want to go next? So I was talking about this just a few days ago. I, I want to take a cruise, but I want to go to Alaska. I want to see the Northern Lights. I want to get to experience the nights and the days there and just, just experience Alaska. I want to go to Lake Tahoe. I think it's so beautiful. I want a log cabin, even though I don't know what to do with those logs. But <laughs> I want to experience that. I think the ultimate for me would be the ultimate... Oh, the ultimate, I have a few ultimates, but I would love to go to Bora Bora as well as a cruise of the French Riviera. Those would be just like, okay, I feel like, okay, you know, those are like. I'm probably asking a question that most listeners will be asking, but where are you from? I'm from Zimbabwe. Now, where can we find you on the web? Okay, so my website is pinkgirlteach.com and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, pinkgirlteach, P-I-N-K. So everywhere I'm just pinkgirlteaches. So that's where we can find you um, for your coaching services too? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. The website, pingirlteach.com. Okay. Thank you so much for being a guest. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit zakiranayar.com. That's Z-A-A-K-I-R-A-H-N-A-Y-Y. A-R dot com.